Well, thank you, Holly and Terry and music team and everyone making worship possible this morning. Welcome again on Pentecost Sunday. And uh, I'd like to continue the readings. We are in Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2 selections. And the first is Acts chapter 1, 6 through 11. And this is Jesus just before he ascended into heaven with the disciples. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set with his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took them out of the sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up towards heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And then in Acts chapter 2, when disciples were gathered in the upper room, verses 1 and following, it says this, When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all gathered together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? May the Lord add his blessing to our hearts and minds this morning. Well, <clears throat> love the story of this uh, man on a particularly cold winter day received a text from his wife. And the text said, windows frozen can't open. And so he sent a text back to his wife that said, pour warm water and tap gently with a hammer. Well, a little while later, he sent a text back to his wife. He hadn't heard from her and said, how are things going? And she said, Computer doing all kinds of funny things. <laughs> Didn't seem to help. <laughs> well, there are windows of our homes and windows on our computers now, and we need them to open. And this morning, we see a moment in time when the disciples opened the windows of the upper room and God's spirit came through and did a mighty thing. And I challenge us as we think about this morning to think about, do we need to open the windows of our hearts and lives this morning? And so I invite you to walk back into this story. And sometimes when we think about the Holy Spirit, we, we seem to know and are able to imagine, I think, so much more easily when we think about God the Father, God the creator of all that is. And we think about the act of creation and the plan and purpose of our lives. And of course, it's easy to imagine in some ways, Jesus, our Lord and Savior, who was Emmanuel, God with us. And so we can see what Jesus looked like. We can see his words. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, it's a little more difficult. We think of the more mysterious side of God. We can't see the Holy Spirit, but we think about God's presence with us. Sometimes we think about the mystery of the Holy Spirit. And when mysterious things happen, and usually good things, right, we say the Spirit is at work, which is great. But I think there's at least three things that we can look at today that help us sort of understand more about the Holy Spirit and think about God's Spirit's work in our lives as well as the church and the whole world around us. And the first thing is God's Holy Spirit encourages us, and I think that's so, so important. So I want to go back just a little bit before the scripture that Holly read in John chapter 14. And by the way, what I would like to say, 
If you're ever discouraged and you need a chapter of the Bible to read, may I just recommend to you John chapter 14, the whole chapter of John chapter 14. Jesus is with the disciples. It is uh, during the Last Supper, and the disciples don't know what is going to happen, but they know that it's probably not good. Jesus knows the crucifixion is ahead, and so give his life on Calvary, and they have no way of understanding the resurrection. So Jesus knows that they will need encouragement. And so Jesus says these words, which are good to us as uh, they were to disciples. In John chapter 14, verses 15 through 17, Jesus says this, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Now that word, Advocate is also, in Greek, is the word paraclete. So when we think of para, uh, you think of like parenthesis, right? Something that surrounds that. Uh, if you're a map person, a parabola, right? Two kind of parallel lines that sort of wrap around uh, and go into infinity. And here in this moment, it also means advocate, it means comforter. And we look at this, and when you think about this for a moment, just think of God's spirit of encouragement to us, right? I think most of us need a, a moment of encouragement, whether it's in a hospital room or, or sometimes when we're not sure what's going to happen with a decision, we need comfort in a, in a relationship, or we're just facing a trial and adversity, and we need God's spirit of comfort with us. We think of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus in this moment is telling the disciples, listen, the Holy Spirit, God's presence who abides with you forever, will be with you in a very special way. And I'm making that possible by my work that will happen on the cross as well as my resurrection. I love the story of this little girl who was flying on the plane, and her father was the pilot. And of course, he's up in the cockpit, and the door is closed, and she's all alone, and of course, there's other people there, but the flight attendant is going around, and the flight attendant is uh, telling all the passengers there's going to be a storm. And she knows this little girl is alone by herself. Her father's in the cockpit, and so she goes up to this little girl and says, listen, honey, I want to make sure that you got your seatbelt tight because uh, we're going to go through a, a rough storm here. And are you going to be okay? And the little girl asked, she said, is my daddy at the controls? And the flight attendant said, yes, your father's at the controls. And she said, I know it's going to be okay. And I think that's a great sort of image of our own lives, that we're like maybe that young girl, and we don't understand all the storms of life, but we know that our Heavenly Father is at the control, and the Holy Spirit is there with us, present with us, whispering to us that God is at the control and everything will be okay. I don't know what is going on in your life as you are in worship this morning, but all of us have moments when we need to hear the whisper of God's encouragement and comfort in our life, and the Holy Spirit can do that. And then the second thing is that the Holy Spirit can enlighten us. And I want to read that again from John chapter 14, 25 through 27. Again, I recommend the whole chapter, but I just want to highlight these. All this I have spoken to you while I am with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Wow, enlightenment and encouragement all wrapped into one. Have you ever had a moment where you're going through something and a scripture comes to mind and it was just the right scripture or a friend comes and gives you a scripture and you think, man, that just speaks to that moment or, or maybe there's a 
some wisdom moment that you need. And God just sort of opens the door and enlightens it. I think that's the work of the Holy Spirit, enlightening our, our lives. And I think for a moment of the Apostle Paul who is going to go before Caesar down the road from this scripture towards the end of Acts. And he says that he didn't know what he's going to say exactly to Caesar. Uh, he knew he was going to share his testimony. He knew he was going to share the story, the prophecies of the Old Testament, and then the reality of Jesus coming as God's only son and reconciling us, but he didn't know all that would transpire. And Paul seemed to lead on the Holy Spirit for that, knowing that whatever happened, that God could work through all of that. And even if Paul gave his own life and testimony, which he did, by the way, he knew that God's Holy Spirit would make things right and the best would come of it. And I think in our own lives, many times we need enlightenment. Now, what it doesn't say is, is uh, don't study, right? <laughs> but what it says, I think, is that we study and God's Holy Spirit brings it to mind in the right way. And Peter, a number of times in the book of Acts, we see Peter where he had the right moment at the, at the right word at the right moment to speak a word of wisdom and God worked through that. Pray to the Holy Spirit when you need wisdom in something and, and believe and trust in God's Spirit. Sometimes we have such a, a rigid plan in the way in which we think that God is going to work everything out. But God has a, has a bigger and better plan. If we lean on God's Spirit, right, then uh, amazing things can happen. And, and some of the images, by the way, of the Holy Spirit, of course, are we think of fire, right? And we're wearing red. A lot of us are wearing red today. And I, I love the red altar cloth that we have. But we think of fire that, that purifies, that refines and lightens the way, right? And so we think of that light in the darkness, and God's Holy Spirit is like that, and God's Holy Spirit is refining us in our, in our lives. And so where are you right now inviting the Holy Spirit to work in your life today to encourage you and enlighten you? And the final thing is to empower us, to empower us. And I want to read this scripture again from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. When Jesus promises this, Jesus says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Wow, what a powerful powerful promise, right? And, and when you think of empowerment, I, I want to be clear about this. What Power to do what, right? Not power to push people down, but power to lift people up. That's what God's Spirit does. Power to live and to love and to serve. Power to live and to love and to serve. That's what God's power does for us to live out our lives and to go through some of the adversity and difficulties that we have in life. And I think about, do you remember the fruit of the Spirit? Uh, power to live out the fruit of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, right? I got to remember those. I remember in threes, right? How are you doing on all those? You got to do a little checklist, one to ten. How are you doing that? <laughs> I think all of us can use some more work. If you're like me, patience is always a tough one. Man, you know, so I get going on something. I'm just ready to, ready to go. And um, so how are you in doing that? Also, we have what's known as the gifts of the Spirit. So all of us have both spiritual gifts and God uses those in the church and also in ministry in the community. I know we have natural gifts, too, that God has also given us. And that's what we do in the community. And those are gifts from God. And God could empower us to do that because, you know, it's like a, it's like a team, right? 
And if you look at a, whether it's a basketball team, so right now the NBA Finals, I don't know where you are, a Warriors fan or a Boston Celtics fan or wherever you are, but they can't all play the same, right? They can all play well, but you, you need the guard to be a guard. You need the forward to be the forwards. And, you know, you need a center to be the center. And, and they all have their role to play. And same with uh, football teams. And so we all have the different gifts and talent, and God uses that for us to work together towards God's purpose. What are your gifts? Not envying someone else's gifts, but what are your gifts? What are your natural gifts? What are your spiritual gifts that God could use and improve and empower you? And how are you doing in your spiritual life? Being empowered, living out those fruit of the Spirit. Now, the Greek word for spirit is, you probably know, is pneuma, right? And so when I think of the Spirit sometimes, I think of pneumatic, right? I don't know, some of you probably have the pneumatic tank in your garage. I don't, I've never gone that step, but I, I envy my friend. So when I have some big thing I need worked on, I go to my friend, Ron, Captain Ron, we call him, he's Captain of the Purdue Police Force, good friend for a long, long time. And, and he has every tool imagined and, and then half again as many. And so he always, he's got his uh, pneumatic tank there. Uh, it's all powered up and he has all these tools that he puts on the pneumatic hose and they can just do all kinds of things. You know, whatever we need to be done, as long as it's plugged into that. And I think in some ways, our lives are like that, right? I mean, you might be a great tool, but if you're not plugged in to the pneumatic hose, you're useless. You look good, but you can't do anything, right? So if you're wondering how you're doing, then ask yourself, am I plugged into that pneumatic hose, that wind and power of the Holy Spirit? So where are you today in the needing of all those areas? Do you need a moment of encouragement that the Holy Spirit can give? I think most of us would nod. If not, you'll have a moment in the future. And maybe you can look around and find someone to encourage. That is a ministry of the Holy Spirit too. And then where are you in terms of enlightenment? And by enlightenment, I mean just light in the dark. Do you need God's word to kind of lead and guide and direct you? The Holy Spirit can cast a light in that and in the darkness give us light. We don't always get the roadmap that we want in life, but we get the next road sign that's going to take us there. And we have the confidence that God will see us through the darkest night. God will be there. And so God encourages us through the Spirit, and God enlightens us. And then God empowers us to, to live and to love and to serve, because we don't have to do it on our own. I want to close uh, this Pentecost moment thinking about this, which is, I love the story of this Native American grandfather who had a grandson who was acting out, right? And he was just getting in trouble time and time again. And so the grandfather sat down with his grandson, and he talked to his grandson, listened to him for a while, and he said, you know, listen, I just want you to know that life sometimes is like this, that sometimes it's like there are two animals struggling within us. One is a, is a, is a wolf, and it's uh, kind of the darker side, and it's, it's aggressive at doing bad things. And the other is a, is a dove that's sort of pulling us towards the, the right things to do in life. And you have the wolf, and you have the dove going back and forth. And the young grand said, well, Grandpa, which will win, the wolf or the dove? And the grandfather wisely said, he said, the one that you feed the most will win. The one that you feed the most will win. In all of our lives, I think that's so true. We all have those sort of base desires, right? That wolf kind of thing. But then we have the gentleness of the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, the symbol is the dove. We have that dove moment, but the Spirit doesn't force us to do stuff. We have to open our hearts and lives 
to the working of the Holy Spirit. And when we do, amazing things will happen. On that day, Acts chapter 2 day, when the Holy Spirit came like a rushing mighty wind and the windows were open, a fresh air breathed into the disciples' room. The group that was quaking in fear, wondering what the next stuff was suddenly empowered. Peter himself, who was still fearful from his failure, all of a sudden was emboldened. Then they all spoke, were told, in other tongues in such a miracle that more than the miracle of other tongues was that everyone from all these different places heard God's word, a foreshadowing of God's message being taken to all the world in all races, languages, cultures, and tongues. And Peter spoke the message in boldness as God transformed him, and the church was born. Amazing things happened, miracles happened. Young and old, rich and poor, all different races, cultures, everyone is called by God's Holy Spirit because Christ has offered us redemption, forgiveness, and grace to each and every one of us by what he's accomplished on the cross and through the miracle of the resurrection and promise of eternal life. Today, you and I are not just commemorating that moment, but we are trying to live into that moment and continue to spread God's word through the power of the Holy Spirit and to be open, to open the windows of our life, the windows of our church for new things, for God's Holy Spirit, which does new, marvelous amazing things if we're open like the open window. So open your heart and life to God's Holy Spirit today and every day. Realize that God's Holy Spirit is there to encourage us, to comfort us. God's Spirit is there to enlighten our lives, to give us a light in the darkness. And God's Holy Spirit is there to empower us to live and to love and to serve. Will you join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you for the day of Pentecost when we celebrate your spirit coming into our hearts and lives. Help us to not only commemorate this day, but to celebrate it by opening our hearts and lives, our church, our church family, to the workings of your Holy Spirit. It is amazing that you love us. It's amazing that you encourage us. It's amazing that you enlighten our lives, and it's amazing that you empower us to live and to love and to serve. And so we ask you, come, Holy Spirit, come. We pray this in Christ's name, and all God's people said, amen.